understand we've all felt stuck at one point or another, even the most successful people among us, because it's a rite of passage, a trial, to see if you have what it takes to be independent. The test is to prove that you deserve your destiny. Each week our goal is to bring you an inspiring story of someone who moved beyond their stranded face and found greatness on the other side. Welcome to The Stranded Podcast, and this is your host, Jessica Hurley. What's up, guys? Welcome back to The Stranded Face Podcast. I am your host, Jessica Hurley, and I am back with one of my favorite guests, the resident roommate, (laughs) aka my baby daddy, my fiance, Chris Bruce. Chris, what's up? Well, my Detroit people, what up, though? (laughs) Say, nah, how's everybody doing? Thank you for letting me come back to the podcast, speak to your tribe. You act like we're not just sitting in our home office. Still, (laughs) still a pleasure to get on this podcast, you know. It's like my third time. Yeah, you always on my podcast and I'm never on your podcast. Do a real estate deal and you can join. I've mentioned multiple times why I won't do a real estate deal. Why you won't let me do a real estate deal. Exactly. Oh, I can't wait till we talk about this topic. Look, I'm already diving in right now. I know, I know. We got something real hot for y'all today. (laughs) I was scared to discuss this because I'm glad we put our finger on it because now it's very clear, but I've been unsure of how to discuss this, but I see it so much now with, you know, you and I have been to several conferences this year. We've spoken at several conferences this year, and we also have seen several people speak that and people building personal brands and gurus popping up everywhere that are struggling. Yeah. And we always have conversations around why is the product good? Is the person good? Is it that you can see through the lack of genuineness? What is it? We always talk about it. What is it? I had several conversations around this and you and I had a really unique conversation tonight around what it might be. And we kind of put our thumb on it. And what is it? What is it that people lack that put themselves out there that might not do as well as other people while they're comparing. And they're like, I said the same thing. I do the same thing. My brand's not doing as well. Is it the algorithm? Is it this? Is it that? We kind of took it all down to one very important thing. What is it? It's charisma. Mm. Like (laughs) there's, it's funny that we came down this conversation because of, we were looking at someone else, which they shall remain nameless. (laughs) (laughs) But we were looking at something Someone else. Stop playing with that. Oh, I apologize. <laughs> this is a nice ring. Who got this for you? You. Oh. Some, All right, sorry. Some fine-ass man. <laughs> <laughs> some fine-ass man has charisma. That's the reason why he's doing good. No, but anyway, so, yeah, we're looking at somebody that online that's looking to launch their brand. We're just trying to figure out, like... Where's the struggle bus? Where? Yeah, where's yeah. the struggle bus? Like, why aren't they making it? Why haven't... And they have good content, but why haven't they been able to, like, succeed in this field and... And we've met so many potential clients that always say, I've got tons of valuable content. I sell it at a, at a great price. It's value packed. I People know what I'm capable of. How come it doesn't sell? Mm-hmm. And when we kind of covered this topic today, I was like, wow, that is definitely it. Because all of the people that I know that are struggling happen to lack charisma. Yep. So let's break it down. What is the definition of charisma. Well, I don't care about the definition. That's basically what attracts people in a way that they want to, like, they more or less become devoted to you. Yeah, but still. But the part that I found so riveting that I was like, wow, that's exactly what every fantastic personal brand has is that they said there's three elements to charisma. It's presence, 
Mm. and not like being present, but how you demand presence, Mm. warmth, which I think is a skill and power. And the power has to have a a unique balance, like a slice of humility, Mm -hmm. because we've all seen this before where somebody tries to come off as too powerful Mm -hmm. and it's a huge turnoff, right? So it's almost like you have to demand or come off as authoritative or powerful with like a slice of humility. Like Obama. Yeah, there you go. (laughs) (laughs) That guy was charismatic as hell. Mm -hmm. Nah, but do you think charisma can be taught? I think so. I think it may be more natural for others, some than others. Mm -hmm. I think it's got has to have a huge percentage in the way that you're brought up, who you're around. I have friends that changed majors to avoid public speaking. Right. You know, like I have friends that have careers where they speak publicly every day. I think charisma can be a trained skill. I don't think you can go on YouTube and learn it overnight. I absolutely think that you can train yourself over time to adjust and be more charismatic based off of your energy, how you make people feel special, how often you smile, whether you come across as genuine, you create that warmth, you kind of adjust to that power role and you kind of demand presence. And I think that all is kind of around your confidence too. Well, I'm going to be honest with you. I think damn near opposite. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I think let's, that let's debate. Yeah. We're going to debate this. I think that if you don't have it, you just ain't got it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry to tell you, listen, if you listen to this podcast right now and you're stranded because you don't have charismatic Charisma. tendencies. All right. <laughs> I just made that up. Damn it. You don't have it. Meaning you don't have the juice you probably ain't going to get it. I hear you. I kind of do hear you because I've looked at people and I'm like, they got good stuff, but like they just ain't got the juice. Yeah, they just don't have it. And this was such a hard topic for me to talk about because I don't like calling people out. I really don't. I want everyone to be hopeful and... Hey, listen. Okay. (laughs) I know you misses want to please everybody. I know. But everybody can't be a chief. You need Indians in the village. Okay. (laughs) So listen, if you don't have charisma, it is okay. There are other... You can things out there to people. serve people. Right? Yeah. yeah, you can serve people in different ways. You might not be on the front line. But you may have to play the back line. Personal brand. Exactly, right? which is fine. Everybody wants a personal brand because they saw what people have done with it and people have made multi millions of dollars and changed the world and stuff like that. But everybody doesn't have it. Mm. Like, just everybody doesn't have it. And it's okay if you don't have it. You still can be very wealthy. You still can change the world. You still can do things that you would like to do in this life without having to be on the front end. You know, here's the thing we don't talk about. Us people with charisma, we take a lot of shh, don't we? Oh my God. Haters and all. Oh man. Judgment and all. So you got to be ready for the backlash that comes with having charisma, being on the front line. Now I would say this, some of you may have some traits of having, being able to be charismatic in a sense. And maybe it's been hidden somehow. I was going to say, could you be on like, I think the, so. like the thin line? Yeah, I, like, think could you... I think it could have might have got packaged in maybe through the school and maybe bullies or whatever the case may be that kind of brought you to be very to yourself or just not being very outgoing anymore. Because there's books that I'm going to recommend in a little bit to people that I think that could bring that back out of them. I also read somewhere, and I thought this was interesting because we talk about this online all the time, is you have to stop trying to talk to everyone. Mm -hmm. And that charisma, true charisma, allows you to, it's kind of like part of being a chameleon. It allows you to adjust and be able to talk to any personality type. And I think a lot of people lack charisma when they have to 
present or speak in front of different personality mm-hmm. types. Mm-hmm. And that's just like online when you're trying to talk to everybody mm-hmm. and not your person, not your niche. Like I've finally gotten to a place where when I turn my phone on and I open that camera or I turn this mic on, I see the girl I'm right. talking to. I know her. Right. Anybody else outside of that? Buzz off. Like yeah. I'm not talking to you. You get what I'm saying? And so if I was trying to talk to everybody, of course I would lack a little bit of confidence because I'm trying to cover all things and now I'm no longer myself. But let's dive in about those three things. I think because we need to really break that down. Instead of, you know, we're just using the word charisma. So like, let's first start off with warmth. I was going to say, how the hell do you gauge Yeah, warmth? I was going to say, how do you do that? I, like, I don't, when they say warmth, they mean that someone feels comfortable around you is that what they meant by that i think inviting comfortable i think everything from the handshake to eye contact to the Mm. smile and it seems to come across as um there's only certain people in the world that can make you feel special on contact yeah have you ever gotten that you know what's crazy you talked about that shine stevenson rest in peace uh shine stevenson the the um i forgot his nickname but he was like um small giant yeah small giant right he told a story one time on stage and said you remember the story he talked about Bill yeah, Clinton? Yeah, yeah. But he said that Bill Clinton, he had that warmth. That he used a different word. Yeah. But he had where he could shake your hand and talk to you and make you feel, feel. like you're the most important person in the room. Yep, he sure did. He used the word charismatic, I remember. Yeah. He said it was the most charismatic human being he's ever met. Yep. That's so true. And think about that. Think about how many times you've met someone. And they had the ability to make you feel like you were the only person in the room. Yeah. I've interviewed people on my podcast where they made me feel like whatever else I had going on didn't matter. <laughs> we were, and it wasn't because the conversation was so good, but they were just, it's everything from using my name often right. to coming across as genuinely concerned. Yeah. Now there's, I've seen people fake this and it's really bad. Really bad. If you have it, you have it. Yeah. You can make people feel warm on contact. Right. I think that's how I won you over. Don't tell anybody else. Um... <laughs> First of all, all, it took you days, so relax. So I want to talk about the warrants. You just brought some valuable things up. Eye contact. You know, there's so many people that will talk to you and they won't even look at you. I know. They're like... But that's a lack of confidence. Looking at the side or they're like talking with their head down and... You think that's all confidence? What else would it be? Where I come from, Detroit, Michigan, right? I've been in certain situations where I've had to... Be aware of the surrounding, the areas where I'm at because of different things. Being observant while you're having a conversation with me is completely different than being like, but let's say inviting and warm. Right. But if you're a person that comes from that, you know, life or whatever, not saying I'm against anything, guys, please don't think I am. I've just (laughs) been in situations in the streets where I saw things happen. And so there's times where if I'm out in the public, if I'm having a conversation with somebody, I may be looking around a lot while I'm talking only because my brain has conditioned me to be observant of all the things that's going on. But I've seen you do this multiple times and you're still not distracted. You're observant. You're not distracted. I'm just saying that some people, that may be reason why. Maybe they look down, maybe they're looking away, not necessarily because confident. Maybe it's because, shoot, maybe it's a dude and talking to a girl and his, his girl might walk in. So he just like, right, let me just not look at her and make sure my girl don't walk in, don't be on my side. I don't know. Just saying. Just trying to give a devil's advocate thing to it. It may not all be confidence. I'm sure if you did some research on eye contact, it would have a lot to do with it could be verbal or, you know, physical abuse. That could be too. Yep. It could be. I've read stories before where people don't make eye contact because of the way that they were raised and something that their parents told them that they were spanked or whooped or beat for. Like, that's deep. 
It's crazy. Uh, so there's so much. I try to give people grace. I don't like to call everything an insecurity or yeah. lack of confidence. I don't. I absolutely don't think it's everything. Yeah. So bringing up the first book that can help anybody that's listening to this podcast about eye contact. A book I read, I don't know, like 2011, I believe, by Michael Ellsberg, The Power of Eye Contact, Your Secret for Success in Business, Love and Life. This book was phenomenal. It literally talked about all different things. It has a story about eye contact with like strictly for getting the women that you want or the men that you want. Talk about like getting a degree off of eye contact, like a graduate degree, how you can literally get one from eye contact. It goes into the spiritual side of eye contact. It's, it goes a lot of different topics that he breaks down, like really building up relationships and business and public speaking. So for anybody that struggles with that, I highly recommend getting the Power of Eye Contact book. Phenomenal book. It's not. So this immediately made me think of something. <clears throat> the Power of Eye Contact. Right. And then it made me realize when you go into a room. So let's say we were at a networking event or at a conference where there was a number of people I really wanted to speak to. Mm-hmm. I have to speak to my competitive side and say that if I wanted to come speak to you and I saw three, four, five, six people talking to you, there's a competitive part of me that says, when I get to you to talk to you, I'm going to show up, be so inviting and warm and present that you're only going to remember the conversation with me. Mm, that makes sense? I like that. Like, yeah. I make it my business that when I talk to somebody that I will not be like everyone else you just talked to. If we're in a room full of people, you will not forget me. And I think that has a lot. I think that's kind of the warmth thing. I was like, I'm going to make eye contact. I'm going to make you feel like I genuinely wanted to talk to you. I'm genuinely concerned about you. When I ask you how you're doing or are you enjoying this event? I genuinely mean it. Like I want us to have a conversation that's memorable that you won't forget me. But see, that's overall having um, charisma though. Right. Yeah. So I get the warmth thing. Okay. So we covered the warmth thing, right? So some people may have that. I think a lot of people may struggle with that, especially if you're just not confident in your ability. But what I should tell, what I want everybody to understand as well, that, I mean, you, this is all a different topic we can go into, obviously lack of confidence, but, and I can't, I don't know what may be going on in your life, but understand that there's some type of value that you can always bring to someone, no matter where you're at in life. There's lessons that you can learn from people off the streets, right? That are homeless. So don't ever think that if you're having a conversation with someone that there's no value that you can bring to the conversation. And that should help you. If you if you go into a conversation with that, that should still maybe kind of help you a little bit of being somewhat confident. I mean, I'm not saying that's going to make you feel like you're... No, I like that. You've always said that. It's like when you walk into a room, regardless of the place or this, not the stature, but the, the roles that these people play, whether you feel that they're above you or not, you have to walk into a room knowing that you bring value. Yeah. Like my grandma used to always tell me, like, you can learn from anybody. There was a time where... She was making pancakes huge. And I was like, Grandma, why are you making the pancakes so huge? You can, or she was making them small. And I was like, Why are you making 10 pancakes, small pancakes? All you do is make it bigger. You only got to make three. And I was like, Eight. <laughs> so, and she told me, like, that's the reason why you can never not keep, always keep learning. Like, you can never stop learning and you can never just say, Oh, I can't learn from somebody because they're younger than me. Because people can teach you something. So Oh, you taught her something. I taught her that. Oh, I was like, I don't get that lesson. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So <laughs> I, I taught her. I was I just she didn't understand. Oh, so she was like, Oh, okay, that's she was yeah, because she was making these small pancakes and she had to make so many of them to fill me up. I'm like, 
just make one big one. She was like, oh. Yeah, it, for her, it didn't click. <laughs> I know. I mean, she's from Jamaica, so I yeah. don't know. <laughs> so, like, oh, I've had that happen before. <laughs> I came, I went home to my mom's house one time, and um, you know when you buy the bananas in the thing? They all come together? Oh, yeah, yeah. They always go, when they go bad, well, you don't know this because you don't grocery shop. I don't. <laughs> but when they all start going bad, they the stems connect, so they start dying off of each other. So when I bring home a thing of bananas, I always take them apart immediately. And then so that if they start to die, they go one by one. They don't mm. start to die You're on right, each other. Right. And I was at my mom's house, like 26, and started taking them apart. She was like, what the hell are you doing? And I was like, I'm doing this so that the bananas don't die. She was like, holy shit, I've never seen anyone do that see, before. See, <laughs> see. So see, there's some type of value that you can bring. You know, there's something you can bring to the table. Absolutely. Just, and you have to walk into a room knowing that. Exactly. Yeah. That'll help your confidence, which will then eventually give you the charisma that you're looking for, right? All right, so let's move on to the next one. Warmth, and then what's else? Power, Power and presence. How do you demand? How do you demand presence in a room without coming off as cocky? See, that's the thing. That's what it, I don't know if that can be taught. It's hard. That is very hard. I mean, but it could go back to the value. If you can walk into a room knowing that you have value to give, like I'm here, and da da da, I'm here. Like I don't know. You just you know how you can just somebody walk in the room and you just. Their presence is demanded. Okay, I'm gonna go on the woman's side of this. Yeah, please do. So on the woman's side of this, this is this is petty petty here, but they taught us this in middle school and I still believe it. I believe it to be true. Shun me if you want. When you would take a test, they'd say, get your good night's rest, eat good, wake up early, get dressed nice, because when you look good, you feel good. When you feel good, you do good. I don't care what anybody says. When I am like Wearing a nice outfit that makes me feel good. Nice heels. I look good. My hair is done. I look in the mirror. I'm like, yep, you that chick. I walk into a room and I know I demand a presence. I know I do. Because I already feel good. I already felt good when I left. I felt good when I walked in the room. I know I look good. You know? And it's I, like the dress you wear the gala that I missed. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> yep. I looked good. <laughs> I had to see it on Instagram. <laughs> so, yeah, I agree with you. But that makes sense for women. Mm-hmm. So women take that advice. <laughs> it's not about everybody else. It's about you. Yeah. I love when I look good and I, I look good to me because right. then I feel good. So that's how you demand presence. I would definitely agree. For a man's side of things, it's funny because you got to do it where. Do you think material things demand presence for men? Yeah. Like, absolutely. Like belt, shoes, watch. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, designer stuff and mm-hmm. that bling stuff does. But this is the thing, though. You got to do it. Where it comes off as like I've seen some flashy shit, and I'm like, uh-uh. that's what I'm saying. You gotta do it where you're like, this is just regular, this is just normal, right? This is just my everyday life. Like this is not stunting. This is just who I am. That's that piece of humility, though. Right. Yep. You gotta have that balance because there's so many men that come in there. Yeah, you know, you see my, you know, fifteen thousand dollar presidential Rolex. You know, I got about twenty thousand on my. You know, some people my come bright out, ass red bottoms. Right. Yeah. Like they come. Oh, too much. Yeah. I got to tell everybody I made a million last yeah, night. Right. It's like, you don't have to do all that. You can literally walk in the room, look good as a man, dress good. You know what I think, too? Smelling good. Ooh. You come into you're, a room. Now you're telling people how to attract women, not pre- not. Okay, my bad. <laughs> Sorry. You're right. Let me stop there. But presence-wise, like, I mean, I think the people that, that are easy on the eye, just it just helps. <laughs> <laughs> that might possibly be true. I'm not saying that's the only thing. That, that's going to get presents, though. I've seen... Okay, I'm not going to go too deep into this because I don't want to 
sound crazy, but I've seen some lesser attractive people demand presents easily. Yeah. And you never know what's attractive to somebody. Nah, but come on now. It's not for the podcast. <laughs> you know an ugly person when not, like I do. But it's all good. Everybody has something but pretty about however, them. However, I've met not so attractive people with great charisma. I have too. You know what that is? It's called funny. <laughs> Comedians. <laughs> if you can make somebody laugh, you are going to demand presence. That's very true. No matter what you look like. Yeah. So for guys, listen, I know every if you're listening. I know a lot of girls that went home with a funny guy. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. So listen, guys, to build charisma, the presence, okay? Just make them laugh. Study some jokes or something. I got another book for you too, but. Ooh, remember we heard that on a podcast where they were saying to like really develop your personal brand to really get used to putting yourself out there. You should go to the improv. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. That's like a great way to like, even if you realize you weren't funny, at least you put yourself out there and we're like, okay, I'm comfortable with putting myself out there. Yeah. I feel like there's so many people that are funny though. Aren't? There are. Uh-huh. What's your point? I don't know. Like, I feel like everybody's funny. In their own way. Right. Right. You just got to know when in, when to insert the joke and Ooh, when not to. And I truly believe people awkwardly don't know when those moments are appropriate. They don't, they don't. I think that's a part of charisma. Exactly. Oh, I did read that somewhere that like, I did read that in a book that was talking about charisma. It talked about how listening more than you speak and being like a chameleon, knowing when to say certain things and when to not and how to adjust certain personality types. Exactly. There's just certain settings you're not supposed to say certain shit. Yeah. Yeah, like, I'm not going to talk about certain stuff around white Republicans. It's just not. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, yeah, it makes sense. Okay. So, presence. Mm-hmm. We got that down. All right, so. Kind of. Yeah, somewhat. Power. How do you walk in a room or get online and just come off as power? See, when I see the word power, though, I think of authority. Authority, like mm-hmm. authoritative figure. And that comes, I can very much come down to when you weren't. Like, I'll give you an example. In Vegas, I felt all the power. That you suit, what? I felt like I had all the power. That's because you looked like James St. Patrick from Power. Exactly. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. I felt like I was James. Like, I think as a man, you put a suit on. Maybe a woman, if you put a bomb dress on with heels that, you know, I don't know how what the inches y'all wearing nowadays, but whatever. <laughs> I think that makes you feel like you got power. I think for, see, that to me demands presence. So here's Mm. where we're getting mixed up. Okay. To me, but it's all back to me, right? So I've gotten to a point, and this could be totally personal, but I've gotten to a point where everything, all of the validation on this pretty much rests on me, at least when I walk into a room or I'm in a setting like this. So achievements. Absolutely. Yeah. Power moves. If I'm knocking everything out the park lately, I'm going to walk into a room already knowing I'm pretty powerful. You know what? I'm going to say this. This is my opinion. I believe for women, a woman feels power if she has a career engaged or married Mm. with the family and has some type of achievement like a college degree. Automatically power. For a man, he got money. That's so true. If a man Because there's so many women out there that don't have the ring or don't have the man. And they don't feel powerful. And they don't feel yeah. complete. They, they're, you know, shoulders down, mm-hmm. head down. Because they feel like they're lacking something. They're exactly. missing something. They're missing something that they can't even attract that. What's wrong with me that I can't even attract that? Yeah. Or any religious woman that's listening to this podcast, you probably feel powerful all the time. Because you're like, listen, guy right behind me. Mm-hmm. I'm powerful. I don't need nothing else. I don't need a man. I don't need a woman. 
Like, so I think if you move like that. I have friends like that that move. I have friends that move like that, too. Yeah. So that's how you get a lot of other people will feel powerful as well. Too. But I agree with you a thousand percent because I definitely move differently with the backbone. That's what you said to me the night after we got engaged. I knew I was going to propose to you this year, mm-hmm. but I knew for sure I was going to do it on your birthday after we decided you were going to quit your job because yeah. I didn't want you to go in this in this with just a boyfriend. I wanted you to go in this with a husband, like right. knowing that there's somebody that has your back. And it definitely gave me the support I needed to feel more powerful because I'm not, I'm not seeking anything else besides a bomb ass business and finding my tribe. Mm-hmm. I ain't trying to find no man. Yeah. I ain't trying to fill no gaps, no holes. Like right. it's, I pretty much have everything I need. And for marriage, money. Like, money brings power. We've been taught that from the locks. Remember that song? Money, power, respect. Mm-hmm. Other men won't treat you with that much respect, unfortunately, sometimes. So I've had people that I've walked in a room when I didn't, nobody knew me. And they didn't show me any love. And then a year later, they, I'm making money and I'm known a little bit and they're showing me all love. Money respects money. I was just talking about this on my other episode that women are driven by power and passion. Men are motivated by money and lifestyle. Well, power comes with that, though. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. So, like, men want the power, but we just know that the money has to come first in America civilization. Yeah. Very true. I got money. I've always felt power for the past few years. And then, of course, when I didn't have that much money, it felt like my power was a little bit down there. Let's scale this to, like, a super low level. I'm a listener. Okay, I hear all these things. I need to be charismatic. I need to come across as powerful, an authority figure. I need to be warm and inviting and make people feel special. I need to demand presence. And I need to start by turning on my Instagram live right now Mm. and talking to my people. What the hell does that look like? I mean, just be yourself. Talk from your heart. Tell real life stories. The person that you're looking to connect with or build your tribe is like you. So you should almost be like talking to yourself. Typically you a couple years ago. Yeah. Ten years ago, that was me. Right. Yeah. Just open up your life. Just get to talking. I will make one more recommendation for a book. Everybody needs to read this book. Get the audio if you have to. I don't know if y'all have noticed, but Chris doesn't function without a book around anything he studies. Listen, I have not been in business for 10 years just because I look good. Okay, I've had to read tons of books. I've not been in business because of luck either. It's pure hustle. God in these books. Okay. So I attribute my success to these books. So I got to drop. You, you tried to, re- you tried to rely on relationship on books and you see how that worked out. It worked a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> One thing, don't read relationship books because they're outdated as hell anyway. What did that pastor tell you? He was like, you don't need to read no books. The bum book you need to read is right in front of your face. Yeah. The best book you're going to ever read is her. <laughs> That's why I said don't read relationship books because they're outdated. And women and men have developed so differently in social media and everything else, so you can't rely on those. But as far as when it comes to success, when it comes to certain characteristics that you're looking to build, traits you're looking to build, possibly, How to Win and Influence Friends by Dale Carnegie. Please get that book. I've heard so many good things about that book. Oh, my gosh. Like, because you know, another thing about having charisma is being able to persuade people. Yes, that's another thing of being able to, if you're going to have a brand, you have to have charisma and know how to persuade people to get them to take the action that you want. Yeah, because your whole success of this <clears throat> is sales. Exactly. I don't care what you say. Exactly. Go ahead and go build a personal brand to help other people. You'd be broke in six months. Yep. 
everybody wants to be an influencer, but what the heck are you influencing? Exactly. I, did, I messed up what I said earlier. You do want to help people, but you have to be able to exchange value for money. Yep. You have to. Mm-hmm. Or you won't survive. Absolutely. So, listen, what we came down to the conclusion is that you can, like, you can build up charisma. So, here's my last, I want to close with this. A listener, I'm building a personal brand. I want to build a personal brand. I want to put myself out there. I want to share my story. I may or may not feel like I'm that charismatic. Is this a big fat no? Am I not going to survive? I'm a positive guy, so I'm not going to say that you're not going to survive, but you are going to struggle a lot to connect with people because people want to feel warmth. They want to feel like they're taking, um, they're they're being being led, led, right? They're being led from a leader. You're Um, so my human. I know. You're doing the same thing. (laughs) Because they do, right? So they, they want to make sure that they're getting led by someone that they feel is authoritative and powerful. Plus, you have to convey this through a phone or a microphone or a video. Right. It's very, it's 10 times harder to convey these things through mechanical devices than it is to convey personality through in person. Mm-hmm. So you have to be on double time when you're on a camera, like extra enthusiasm. Yeah. Real charisma, like genuineness. Yeah, it's harder. You're literally talking to no one. Exactly. No one's talking back to you. <laughs> exactly. It's a lot harder. So I believe that we were talking about this right before we, before we end this. We haven't found too many people that have not, that have been successful without having charisma. So that was where this came from. Yeah. So for those who just listen to this, just read those books we recommend. Like Jessica said, maybe practice an improv or something if, if you're funny, because that can get a lot of people entertainment. Everybody wants to be entertained and uh, you'll make it. If not, listen, be cool with playing the back role. Nothing wrong with that. You don't have to be the artist. You can be the producer. Exactly. The producer makes more money than the artist. What? I would hire and pay an integrator more money than I make. Exactly. So to do the things that take me three weeks, y'all won't be want to be a number one person anyway. Once you start seeing the stuff that comes with it. Very true. Facts. Well, thank you for having this conversation with me. No problem. I'll probably be on this show more in 2020. Mm, we'll see. I'll think about it. All right. Well, as long as she said that she'll think about it, that's better. <laughs> better than no. All right. I hope this episode was super helpful for you guys. I know we got a little deep and this was a little bit different, but if going into the next decade, going into 2020, you're looking to do something different, have an impact, put yourself out there. I want you to know what it comes with and I want you to know what's expected of you. So I hope this was super powerful and helpful for what you're planning next year. Much love. Thanks again for joining us on another episode of The Stranded Podcast. If you felt inspired or moved today, make sure to leave a review on iTunes. You can learn more about us and our guests at thestrandedphase.com. And don't forget that your stranded phase is a rite of passage on your journey to greatness.